is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. To the Midnight Watch, where our motto is, standing on watch for you against bad movies. I am your host, Philip Powell, joined as always by my friend and co-host, Mr. Nick Allen. Chris didn't see his film, so yeah, hi, Nick. Hello. And tonight's film is The Purge Anarchy. You can't go out there. You know how dangerous it is. This won't bring him back. It won't make you feel any better. Don't do this. It's late. You need to leave. Traffic is building rapidly downtown as citizens rush to get home before commencement. If you're not purging, we advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war out there. This is the, I'm going to call it a spinoff because this really truly could take place. At the same time as the first film. Yeah, the first film is not required view. Yeah, it's really not. But yeah, this is a spin-off, I guess sequel, whatever you want to call it, of the original Purge that had Ethan Hawke and Lena Headley. And this film stars Frank Grillo and Michael K. Williams. Those are the two major stars. Everybody else is like low-key actors. And um yeah, this film takes place. It, it could be any time during the purge. Basically, this is a... It takes place, if I'm not mistaken, the exact date is, is March. Okay. Isn't it March? Yep. Like, I and think it's March 21st. 2023. Yes, 2023. So, about 10 years from now, again, uh, that we have these new founder fathers who we never get introduced to, but basically we have a new reconstituted but similar government in the United States they've enacted this new law called the purge on this one night a year from midnight to 6 a.m. It's for 12 continuous hours. Okay, so... 7 a.m. 7 a.m. From 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., you can basically do whatever. Murder, rape, kill, whatever you want to do. Even though they have different rules, like weapons above a level four, which they never specify, but I'm assuming that's like... You can't, yeah, you can't jack a tank or yeah. a military helicopter. Right. And government officials above class 10 and above or something like that can't be harmed. Yeah, so you can't. I mean, he's obviously safe, but you can't, like, try to storm the White House and <laughs> kill the president and get away with it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in this film we have, what, it's five main characters, Frank Grio, who plays this guy named Leo Leo, who is kind of like this Frank Castle Punisher type character he's looking for someone or something for reasons that I won't spoil because it's revealed later in the movie but he's looking for something like he's out during the purge with his armor car and a vest and some heavy duty weapons for reasons we don't know and he meets up with the this mother and daughter named Eva and Callie, they're this typical Latino family. The mom is a waitress at some random diner. They don't even name it. And they're having issues because her father is sick and that has some other things. And 
this white suburban couple, because we have to have our resident scared white folks in the hood, Shane and Liz, who get stranded when they're attacked by a gang before the pirates start in the line. I guess it's the Sabbath. gas line. Yeah, even though he says uh, <laughs> the power steering is yeah. off, which... which yeah. Was I the only person? I I think that was intentional because of recent events. Was I the only person that got real uncomfortable for a second? Like, oh, I hope they don't get side swiped or something. You know, I totally. <laughs> there was people behind me in the audience that cracked a GM joke because it was uh, it was a packed theater yeah. and, and it was a Ford they were right. driving. So. <laughs> Yeah, and again, if you don't know, we live in Michigan, so <laughs> that's kind of been in the news a lot lately. So yeah, Even for a second, I was very uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Are we seriously oh, gonna go over? Yeah, but they didn't do right. it. Thankfully, they didn't. The car just stopped in the middle of the highway. They were good. And it wasn't a fault of the manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. It was somebody yeah. purposely tampering with yeah. the vehicle. And, yeah, so by forces of the plot, they meet up and basically have to survive. And it's pretty much kind of like this reminded me of that old film, The Warriors. Where yes. It's basically, yeah, just a bunch of people surviving on the streets. And it's thrilling and exciting because literally anything can happen. It's like danger around every corner. Which, to start us off, that's one of the reasons why, even though I didn't care for the first one, mm-hmm. When it came to making a sequel, I would still see it mm-hmm. because it leaves this environment, gives yep. you opportunities like that. It reminds me of movies like The Warriors, like Escape from New mm-hmm. York, those kind of movies where you can have all chaos and just have fun with it and yep. have you know a bunch of shootouts and stuff. This is kind of why I was really looking forward to this movie for the summer because I felt like this mm-hmm. would be the movie that I wanted the first movie to be. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I can't really say I was disappointed. Me either. I actually enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. There are a few things that I want to say I actually wrote down a cheat oh, sheet okay. so I remember right. these things. <laughs> but for one, okay, there is definite room for improvement. And one of the yeah. big gripes I had about the first movie that still carried over to the second movie was the shoddy camera work when it came okay. to the action sequences. Like... He did a little bit better, but there's been there was a lot of scenes in which Frank Rios clearly being a badass and the camera is all over the place and it's hard to really tell what's going on now in most instances when movie use shaky cam Mm -hmm. it's to cover the fact for terrible choreography but i don't think that's the case here he actually has decent choreography he just doesn't know how to quite film an action scene and if you saw captain america winter soldier of course you know frank grill knows what he's doing with guns and hand-to-hand fighting even in the movie, he did yeah. something that he did in Winter Soldier where he's, like, shooting a couple guys. He grabs one guy, and he's using him as a shield while shooting the guy multiple times in the gut. It's the same thing he did in Captain America. Well, actually, the difference was he stabbed that guy. He didn't shoot right. that guy. But since this is an R-rated movie, he can get away with, like, blasting five rounds into somebody's stomach while holding them as a Which, shield. Which, yeah, speaking of this, again, this is a minor thing, but I appreciate that this movie used actual practical blood splatter because it, it looks... Oh, it I didn't think it was practical uh, blood splatter because that was something else I wanted to talk okay. about. It looked like CG blood. It looked like CG to me. It <laughs> strongly resembled. Maybe because I've seen The Expendables 2 okay, a lot and I know maybe. it was CG in that movie. It looked uh, exactly like it did in that movie. I, well, the only ones... Looked, 
I'll say at the very least, it looked good. It didn't look like Olympus is falling where it's like clear CGI blood. It's just like, wow. I, I still didn't like <laughs> okay, it that much. I feel like I know for a fact that you CG okay. blood. I mean, I haven't researched this, but All I've right. seen it enough to know All that right. it had to be CGI blood. Because there's a big difference between CG blood and blood packs. Right. And I felt like that's another thing he can do in the future Please use blood pads. I know a lot of movie uses CG blood because they're riding the line. They're not sure whether, like with the Expendables movies, whether they're going to go for a PG-13 rating or not. But with something like this, yeah, it was, pretty clear it was, was never intended for a PG-13. Right. So there's no reason not to use blood packs. And as far as I'm concerned, I know CG may be quicker, mm-hmm. but it adds to the grit if you use blood packs. Yeah. And... Speaking of grit, I do appreciate that despite this premise, this director shows restraint. He doesn't go overboard with the violence. (laughs) The violence is very just basic violence. It's not like, oh, some guy got stabbed and then we're going to watch for two extra minutes and somebody, you know, slowly cuts open his chest and starts ripping out entrails. You know, you don't have to worry about that. And there was no rape in this movie either. And that's something else I appreciate because with a premise like this, other directors definitely would have taken advantage of that and like, oh yeah, let's put a rape scene in the movie. That'll be shocking to the audience. It's like, it's shocking and it's uncomfortable and none of those are good. Yeah. It doesn't translate over well for the movie. It really doesn't. And also, the sound mixing was fantastic. Mm. Like, this is one of the few movies, and I'm not going to hold it against movies that do this because pretty much almost every movie does this. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the few movies that when they had gunshots, it wasn't like every other movie. They sounded like real gunshots. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to watch the news and you hear a police shootout, if you notice, gunfire in real life sounds different from how you hear it mm-hmm. in the movies. And they carried over the real life authentic to this movie, and I appreciated that. Yeah. That also added Kept to the real very low key. And... I don't know how long this movie is. I'm assuming it's close to two hours. I just know that it flew by for me. Yeah, I think it's like an hour and 48, 45. It was time well spent. That's all I'll say about it. But I will say, out of the characters, there was a good side and there was a bad side. The bad side is very small. The good side was that for once, I actually cared about these characters mm-hmm. and wanted them to make it through yeah. the night. The movie did a good job this time, whereas the first movie, I didn't care about Ethan Hawke, I didn't nope. care about Lena Headley, didn't I didn't care, care about, about his their creepy kids. son or his annoying daughter. Which side note? Before I finish, <laughs> something hilarious. I wish you would have been with me for the midnight show because uh, there was a kid in the audience that looked exactly like that kid, wow. but he was older like maybe two years older than that kid was supposed to be and he was about my height but i had to refrain from laughing i wanted to take a picture of him but i'm like nah that'd be extra creepy and i want to get my ass kicked for taking a picture of people randomly so i'm not gonna do it but yes there was a kid there that was a spitting image of ethan hawk's kid in the first movie but anyway um Even though I cared about these characters, the character Kelly got on my damn nerves. She does not know when to keep her mouth shut. I know they're trying to go for the rebellious teenager thing, but there comes a point where it's just like, I don't think I could blame Frank Grillo if he was a lesser person and he shot you in the knee or something. Because you talk too damn much. Shut up. This is a tense situation and you're still talking. 
So are you going to well, talk you know, she's an inquisitive child. And we're literally, for a 90% movie, given nothing to go on for Frank Grill other than he saved them, so he must be a good guy. But there's yeah. that lingering shadow. Well, it is what? Frank Grill. He did just play a villain. And why are you out here? Ago, right. What, all this shit. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, we're kind of worried. <laughs> Which, okay... We're not going to talk about what happens with Frank Grillo, yeah. but it leads into something else I wanted to say about the movie. Uh, the movie has its share of twists, yep. but it's a good sense in that I did call half of them, and yeah. then there was another half that I yeah. didn't call. Yep. <laughs> and that's a good thing. At like least there it was, was one half that was and half. Lately to the ground. <laughs> well, From the beginning. Well, even with him, I was able to figure out, oh, I know where this is going. But it reminded me of yeah. another movie, which I'm not going to mention, because then that would spoil and people would be able to figure it out. But I was like, I hope it's not going to be like this movie. And thankfully, even though it had the footnotes of what happened in that other movie, they put their own little spin on it where you're like, okay, I understand. It doesn't seem as tedious as that yep. movie. So I get it. Okay, and, fine. Uh, yeah, and as a general character, he's not your typical, like, blank slate. Oh, I'm just a badass gruff. When it comes time right. to emote, he legitimately shows emotion and humor and has a personality. Right. And something else I'll say I was... I guess this is something I was slightly disappointed with, but I'm not going to hold it against the movie because we got a lot out of this movie. Yeah. Just like compared to that first piece of crap. This is where the franchise should have started. We shouldn't even have that first movie. That's another reason why I say the first movie isn't even required viewing because really, if you watch that movie and you watch this one, you're going to see why we didn't like that movie. I'll just put it that way. And uh, one thing that I kind of was sad about was that when The Purge starts... They show you all these different groups of people, and you're like, oh, shit, it definitely reminded me of the Warriors, where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, snap, here we go, I can't wait to see them later, and there's only, like, a few of them that you actually see later, the mm-hmm. other groups, you never see them past that one establishing shot, yeah. and that kind of disappointed me, but at the same time, like, considering all that they jam-packed into this movie and the mm-hmm. other encounters that happened, I'm not that disappointed. Nope. Plus, this should go without saying, a premise like this it doesn't matter how it ends. Mm-hmm. They can always come up yep. with a sequel for this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And I will say right now, I am excited about the sequel. Because yeah. I don't know if we want to talk about the subplot that they introduced into this movie that can kind of carry over into a sequel, despite whatever well, happens. We can talk characters. about it because we can talk about it without spoiling. It. Uh, basically, that's where Michael K. Williams comes in. He's this revolutionary figure basically he he's a black nationalist straight with the glasses and the little hat who's against the purge basically he thinks it's just an excuse for rich white people to kill black people which if you've seen the first movie in this one it kind of is like that it's yeah. subtle the movie doesn't hammer it over your face but if you're right. if you have a brain you can clearly see the socio-political content oh yeah it's pretty on the <laughs> but right. like he says uh, it's not beating you over there like do you get it do you get right. it it's like yeah i got it it's just like yep yeah, just if you're one of those people like me and nick who read that into the first movie this movie is basically comparing like yeah you weren't seeing things you're not some crazy Racial conspiracy theories. <laughs> right. That's built into <laughs> this story. Yeah, we the purposely did it. 
Right. And I guess that goes back. Makes me think of the runtime of this movie again. Yep. Where once again, like, unlike the first movie, you actually have a countdown clock. Yep. So you're aware of how much time has elapsed during the purge and how much time has left. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, like, once it gets to, like, six hours left, I'm like, already? No! Not yet! Come on! We gotta have at least eight hours left. Damn it. That means this movie is close to over with. Because I didn't... <laughs> I actually could have sat there for at least 20 more minutes if it would have been 20 minutes longer. I would like to recommend a different person to possibly use the camera, so maybe a different director. I want this guy, because I like his ideas so far, at least with this movie. I didn't like the first movie. But this one is a vast improvement. And I feel like he should stay on board. But it's just that when it comes to his camera work, get somebody else to do the camera work. Like... I would never recommend these guys for anything, but in this situation, I will recommend them. Neville Dean and guys. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Neville, Dean, Neville Dean and Taylor. They're complete hacks as far as storytelling goes. And, but yeah, pretty much. they know how to film an action sequence at least. Or at least to film it where you can tell what's going on. Yeah. Now, some of their movies... Yeah. No, when you be honest, they're basically the food stamp version of Michael Bay. Like, as much crap as people give Michael Bay, Michael Bay can tell something. This is what people claim Michael Bay is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exploitive to no end. And just don't know what the hell they're doing. But get them, maybe... I mean, yeah, because like you said, as opposed to some of their other films like Ghost Heart Spirit Vengeance, if you keep the guy who directed this, there is somebody with ideas who can funnel what they want to do into something that's watchable and not right. boring. Just... So maybe a collaboration between the two. <laughs> right. Keep him on his writer, let him do his thing, but just get somebody else to direct. Just right. like, because I know they're not like... Oh, no, we have to direct and write. There's no way you can get us to do one or the other. Because they have done, like, Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. Did they? I don't think they wrote Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I think they just directed it. I know they just directed Jonah Hex. Which, yeah. Yeah, they did do that movie, too. So I didn't see Jonah Hex. I don't either. I I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, poor but, Josh Brolin, that was perfect casting. Not too. poor Josh Brolin, because Josh Brolin still has a career. It's, True, but... We didn't kill his career. His last couple of films have been kind of like, damn. Old boy wasn't his fault. <laughs> I know. Basically, all the problems that have come about are not Josh Brolin's yeah. fault. He's just been dealt a pretty crappy hand by yeah. his agent. He should probably talk to his agent, pull him aside like, hey, man. But uh, hey, things picked up. Now he's in Marvel, so... Yep. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll go to our ratings. Uh, yeah, I give this a full price. It's not quite the same full price I gave Dawn to Planet of the Apes because that's a different level. That's a, like, hell yeah, full price. Whereas this is, like, this is a well-made film. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it delivered on my expectations. It was a vast, vast improvement over the first one. And like, if you're trying to compare the two... <laughs> There is no comparison. This yeah. is the only movie yeah. in this franchise right now. Yeah. So, yeah, this was a good first movie for this franchise. Yeah. And, yeah, like you, I'm curious to see what they do in the future. And, uh, yeah, if you've seen everything else that's out right now and I need another action thriller fix, this is definitely one worth checking out. Especially if, since it's not 3D or anything, so it's just 
Right, you can just go. And yeah, I would give it the same. Give it a buy it because I was for a long time. I was like, I don't know, full price matinee, full price matinee. I'll give it like a low full price, like right in the middle of the two. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it is a well-made film. If like Phil said, if you've seen all the other movies and just want like a little action fix or whatever, you can go see this movie. If you're a fan of the first movie, even though we didn't like it, Mm -hmm. I'm still sure that you will like this movie because there are. I'm friends with people who like the first movie, and we're really looking forward to this, but, uh, yeah, and there's definitely an audience for it. I'm Mm -hmm. all in favor of them making sequels to this, as opposed to what they've done with other franchises like Paranormal Activity, which really ran out of ideas after the first movie, but they decided to still do four more. In the theater, I saw people, like, clapped at the end of this, like, standing on mainstream, like, slow cut. Uh, was it packed when you went? Uh, pretty packed. It wasn't full, full, but it was, I'd say, about three quarters full. It was a good audience. Yeah, because I went to the midnight show, and yeah. I was thinking, well, it's not going to sell out. Well, it might be, at most, probably 12 or 16 people in here with me, but it was almost sold out because it was that many people. A mixture of, I think they were high school students. The reason why I'm questioning that is because, unlike most movies we go to with high school students... They were actually well-behaved. Ah, okay. So I'm not sure if they were high school students or college students, but I know there were college students in there, too. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely an audience for it. Mm-hmm. And this movie did make money over the weekend. It made, I think, $28 million. Okay. Or maybe I was wrong. Maybe it was. I know it was, like, mid to high 20s. On a $9 million budget. budget. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're good. We're definitely getting the sequel. Yeah, I think even the first one was only produced for like a million. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to the sequel. Bring it on. Yep. Okay. That concludes our review. Once again, we are The Midnight Watch, where our motto is, standing on watch for you against bad movies. You can find our show by searching iTunes or Stitcher Radio app for The Midnight Watch. And also there you can... Subscribe to get all our shows without having to look for them. Or you can go to our main site at pdpow.podomatic.com. That is pdpowell.podomatic.com. And thanks for listening. Good night, everybody.